Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Today, I'm here with Teddy. What's up? How are you doing? <laughs> Great. So, where were you originally born? I was born in New York City. Okay. Yup, yup. But originally, were you Swedish nah. or? Yeah, yeah. My mom's Swedish. Spent a lot of time there growing up, but was born in New York. But I am a dual citizen, so it, you know I can always go to that yeah. country if I need to flee. How about your dad? He's from Long Island. Oh, okay. Yeah, real New Yorker. Mm -hmm. And you still have a ton of family in Sweden, or I mean, at least your uncle. Yeah, my uncle. And pretty much, honestly, all my living family is in Sweden. My dad's super old, so all his family's long past. But besides that, yeah, all my all my family's definitely over there. Mm -hmm. And do you have do you have a strong like Swedish culture growing up, or? I mean, it was like the main language we spoke at home. Oh wow! Um, it was like my first language, but then I made an American transition into the reality of this world. And Swedish won't get you too far in America. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, had to switch over. Mm -hmm. How would you describe your personality back then growing up? My personality? Yeah. Um, carefree, you know, didn't really, wasn't even thinking because I was so young and it wasn't even uh, the day of the, the social media, you know, it's, it's changed everything. So back then I would just live life like a normal little Swedish baby. <laughs> And what, what careers are, are were your parents in? Oh, my dad worked in insurance. My mom was a model. Oh, okay. She was younger. And then a professional professional mother mm -hmm. was, yeah. Where do you think you got your creative side from? Um, Probably probably a mix of both of them, though. Um, my dad's a, 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 a creative in a business sense, you know? Yeah. And my mom's more, has more of the creative you know, music and all that from her side of the family, but the balance of both of them. What kind of music was played in the house? Fuck, probably some classic rock. Um, a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers, a lot of Green Day, a lot of Citizen Coat. That's what they were playing or you were playing? Oh, that's what, like, they were playing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. Do you remember what was the first album you bought? The first album I bought was my uncle's album. Bombshell Rocks. Really? Conclusion. Yeah, literally. <laughs> first album I bought. It was at his show, I don't know where, somewhere in New York. He was opening for Blink-182. That's crazy. And uh, I bought a copy of his album there. Mm-hmm. So. And then was he the kind of the early inspiration that you had, that you knew that you could do, make music your career? Definitely. And uh, when, I, when I was in the mental stage of figuring out what, the, what I wanted to do, he was definitely a person that... Uh, always promoted me following my dreams and doing whatever I felt was right mm -hmm. so is this band really big in Sweden uh, it was and it still is like a, a name you know what I mean when it comes to like it's, it's pretty heavy punk music so like obviously to people who are into punk and like Mill and Colin and all that stuff they definitely definitely made a name for themselves yeah. do you have a Swedish fan based on like do they know that you guys are related then yeah I mean I wouldn't say it's directly because of that but I definitely over time accumulated a pretty good fan base out there. Mm -hmm. I think also knowing that I am half Swedish, you know what yeah. I mean, helps that. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Definitely. And I'm, mm. I'm looking forward to going going out there and playing shows and shit. Yeah, it'd be so cool. Yeah. Were you were you into school at all? School? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm like the least classroom acclimated person you've ever met. So I just can't function in school. What so. were you doing in your free time then? Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say what I was doing. <laughs> no, just chilling, hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. But were you trying to do or like? Learning how to do music back then already? No, not even. That was after I graduated from high school and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Oh. Yeah. Well, were your parents so worried then if you like didn't do well in school and you didn't know what to do? I think, and this is something they've always told me, is that they just trusted whatever I would do and whenever it came that it would be natural. And they gave me uh, full trust in that. So it wasn't even a matter of being worried of what they always knew I'd figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And what happened after high school? I guess you didn't want to go to college at all. Well, I did actually go to college oh, for three days. <laughs> didn't, Where? Didn't lie. I went to the new school oh, in New York City. That's a good school. It is a good school. And I worked as hard as I could to go there. But then when I got there, I realized yet again that school wasn't for me. I thought you didn't do so well in school. No, I didn't do well in school, but... But you worked hard. I had to get those Ds to like C minuses. Mm -hmm. And then once I got those C minuses, I was accomplished. What was the um, major that you were going to do at the new school? Oh, I had no clue. I was doing like liberal arts or some shit because I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. No direction. And then what happened after you dropped out? Then I was like, I told my parents, I was like, just give me a year. Let me figure something out because this school is not working out and it's making me unhappy. So they were blessed me enough to give me a year and I, in that year I figured out I wanted to make music and one thing led to another, started dropping stuff on SoundCloud and then started started working a little bit, so I just ran with it. Mm -hmm. And then did you move back in with your parents or how were you living? Yeah, I was living in my parents until I uh, until I moved out here. Oh, wow. Which was like officially, yeah. I was living on my friend's couch for, for a while, for like a year. And then I just got my own place like a couple months ago, so nice. now I live alone, alone. Yeah. <laughs> which is a very, very amazing thing. And what was the kind of music you made early, early on? Like, what did it sound like? Uh, it sounded like, it was more like hip-hop stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's not even because of what I want. I just didn't even, even know how to make anything, you know? So finding my sound was it's such a long process that I'm still in. Yeah. But uh, it definitely, early on, was super uh, just scattered and all over the place. How did you go from the rock to the hip-hop music or the hip-hop to the rock or like because your parents are playing more rock right yeah based on what everyone all my friends were listening to you know mm. and like when I when I was super got into music more so as as like a, a teenager it was more like hip-hop and stuff like that so it was like which artists um like Travis Scott stuff mm. like that you know to so like newer yeah like new stuff and then did you realize like you had a voice uh, not even. That took a lot of time. That was just like, it literally started from just playing around, messing around at a studio with friends, and one thing led to another. Stuff started to sound somewhat good. Yeah. And then, uh... How did you get into the studio? The first time was literally because we had nowhere to smoke weed. <laughs> so we were like, listen, all these people just smoke weed in studios. So we were like, listen, we found some random studio in the South Bronx went there and just you know had fun and one thing led to another and 
I ended up going back the next night and the next night and the next night. And then, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was the um, themes or inspiration for your early songs that you made back then? Uh, kind of just like surroundings, you know? Even to this day, like I don't really write music, so everything's really just based off the vibe and where I am mentally at that time. Mm-hmm. The people around me and the energy, so. And how did Lil Peep find you initially? Uh, through McConan. Oh. Yeah, so the first day they, they uh, linked up to start working on the Pete McConan project, I was with McConan, we were living together. Oh, um, how did you meet McConan early? Like, like that? early, early? Like, yeah. I met McConan in 2015 before I even made music. Oh, wow. Um, just in New York, like, being around partying and stuff. And, uh, it, yeah, it's crazy because later on we ended up just becoming best friends. And it's just crazy how this world works, honestly, because we literally met on some party party shit mm-hmm. and then uh, now we're best friends and hang out every day so did you click with little peep instantaneously yeah we did just mm-hmm. based on like I don't even know just the vibe it yeah was, it was all there all the energy was right you know mm-hmm. so I think that that was a big uh, it was a big part of the instantaneous click and what was the inspiration for the song that you guys had um the two songs yeah one's not out yet coming soon but um it was really just natural honestly like i had made um nightmares originally he heard it he loved it and was like at first was just hesitant he was like i don't even know what i want to do with this it's so good it's just you and then uh i went back to the house that night after the studio i recorded fairy tale dreams nightmares went back to the studio and then he heard and he's like i gotta jump on this right now jumped on it then and then a day after that he got on nightmares so then now, nah, we did both of those in like two days. Mm-hmm. And it was really just because he really fucked with the song, you know? I didn't even know, when we first met, I didn't even know who Lil Peep was. So it wasn't, you know, I was so uneducated to everything he was doing. How, how big was he at that point? Because he was, he's also from New York, right? Yeah, he's from Long yeah. Beach. Um, he, at the point we met, I mean, yeah. he, he was, I mean, he was, still, he was still, he had already established, you know, who Lil Peep was, but it definitely, he definitely wasn't at the, the global scale, you know, mm-hmm. that he is now and, and was back at like two summers ago. And how big was McConan when you met him? When I first met McConan, yeah. he was the biggest artist, I swear. Like, that was like Prime Tuesday, Drake, oh my all that time. And, and you just met him going out? And just met him literally at a, at, a, at a club or something. And then we went back to the studio and we were partying and stuff. And I didn't even make music at that time. He was with like Kerwin and Ass Pizza, <laughs> Jonah and all those people. In did, New York and yeah. Did he teach you a lot about music? Over time. Yeah. Also just about the industry. Mm. And also just self awareness, you know? Yeah. And like being comfortable with who you are as a person and knowing that that will get you farther than anything and trying to fake anything and all that stuff. So he's kinda mm. like a an older brother in a sense. Yeah. Or he just like he's been he's been through it, you know, he's been doing this so He's a stout, he's, he's proven, so it's yeah. like... Yeah, is he like, kind of like your mentor then, or... Yeah. Somebody asked for definitely, advice? Definitely one of, one of a couple. Mm-hmm. But definitely always going to him for advice and help. How yeah. else would you say your relationship with him has grown over time? Uh, we've just been through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we, you know, we've been through some of the best times we've had and some of the worst times, so... I think for anyone that just grows people, you know, together, going through difficult stuff... How about um, meeting Smoke Uh I first met him, I think, at the Peep Show in LA, at like the Echoplex. 
um, we met there through Pete. Pete was like, Pete was super uh, particular. He didn't want Smoke Aside really working with anyone besides him. But mm -hmm. he was like, yo, listen, when we met, he's like, Smoke, I want you to do a project with Teddy. So that right off the back was like, I was so hyped on it. And I know Smoke, after the fact, when we actually came to making a Casfino, like the project we did together, he was on some like, the only reason I'm doing this besides me fucking with you, obviously, is because Pete really wanted this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think having that in the back of our heads making it was super special. Yeah. Did you ever feel like, not really intimidated, but because you've done music for such a short time compared to the people that you've worked with? Yeah. Was that a thing or not um, really? I mean, at first, like those first sessions with Conan and Pete, I was definitely, like when I had to go record a verse and in front of everyone, I would definitely, it would go through my mind, you know? Like I was thinking about it too much, but being around people like them, you know, people in Conan, they're like the most open, like welcoming people ever. So it definitely took what would normally feel like a heart attack <laughs> into just like a seizure. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God. And how did you start like falling in love with the concept of castles and fairy tale stuff? Oh, that just came naturally. Um, was it like any movies you watched or? No, not even. It was just like, I don't know, a lot of different things that just added up and it just became something that I actually genuinely fell in love with, like castles and all, the, mm -hmm. all, that, all that stuff. Just, you know, just a fairyland where you can put yourself mentally anywhere you want. Mm -hmm. And then how did it click to you to make it into... I guess kind of like a branding now with yeah. your hoodie, yeah. Um, it's just like, I mean, one. I th it was just like one night we were coming up with something, we wanted to do something, and it just like clicked Castle Life. And I remember I think McConan said it first, and then it was just like, damn, it sounds pretty good, and it works with everything, so we try to run with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then what clicked to you to put out? I guess it's merch, right? Or yeah. clothing line? Yeah, it just... Uh, I mean, growing up, I was so into like all the skate brands, like Crooked, Volk, you know, surf oh, brands, yeah. Quicksilver, oh, Volcom, and all that stuff. <laughs> so like, me and my friend were just like on some. We like we just want to be able to like make clothes that we love to wear, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that was more part of it. It wasn't really that thought out, as much as just something we wanted, and this was a way to do what we want, you know. Mm -hmm. Who else would you say have been your fashion inspirations? Fashion inspirations. Damn, I don't know, a lot of people. I love the way Young Thug dresses. Oh yeah. I love Lil Uzi dresses, you know, just like everyone. Peep too, because Peep really didn't care what anyone yeah. thought of what he was wearing, you know? So that that was another way just through being around, just building confidence on like, it doesn't matter what you wear, what you do, whatever. It's just as long as you're happy and comfortable, that's all that matters, you know? Mm-hmm. And what are the inspirations for your album? Just me. To be completely honest, I think this is like the first work I've ever been able to put out where it's literally nothing but Teddy, just me. How about the themes or anything you went through in life particular when you were writing it? Yeah, I mean, it's music from like the last two years. Um, so it's like up and downs and, you know, messed up relationships, families, just like everything mm -hmm. went into it. It's, I literally poured my heart into that stuff. Mm -hmm. And how did you get so vulnerable or have you always been so vulnerable with your music um i think once i figured out that it was kind of like a almost an outlet yeah um i became more comfortable just like it just became more naturally comfortable you know everything that was coming to my mind happened to be stuff i was going through so i think and also just the reactions from like the, you know audiences listening it was just like people people are going through stuff all over the world you know so 
if I could, if if one, if I can make one person feel better about what they're doing, you know, and feel more comfortable and accepted just knowing that I'm going through the same stuff or someone else in Russia or Poland is going through the same thing. It's like a, it's something that brings us all together, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's definitely super important to me and my music. Yeah. Cause like, there's no point of me uh, making a song about diamonds and chains and all It's just like, everyone's already doing it, you know? So yeah, I might as well make something real if I'm gonna make anything. Mm -hmm. How did you meet Rich the Kid? Rich the Kid. I met Rich the Kid really randomly at a studio in New York. Um, he's a funny, 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 funny person. <laughs> yeah. And then what clicked you to work with him? Uh, I just played him a song and he was down and you know, one thing led to another and just being in the same studio like for like two weeks, three weeks. And then finally he just came in the room and he was like, yo, let me hop on that. <laughs> so, well, all right, let's get it. <laughs> How about with Putnik? Uh, that came just through, um... Or how did you meet him? We met actually at, um... In Long Beach at the, like the Pete Memorial. Oh, okay. But we had, uh, we had spoken on FaceTime and stuff through friends before. But that was the first time we met in person. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, he moved out here and... We started hanging out all the time every day and just making music and stuff. And, one, you know, the same way everything happens in my life. It's all natural. Yeah. What was it like touring with him, though? It was so fun. To be completely honest, I loved it. It's good people, you know, him and yeah. Bexy. Uh, especially going around like everywhere in the U.S., you know? It, it was it was like, it was, it was a good time. We had a lot of good memories. Mm -hmm. What are the inspirations for your tattoos? Um, a lot of them was too much alcohol. Because <laughs> you had a friend who does it, right? Yeah, I have like yeah. two friends, honestly. Three friends that are all awesome tattoo artists and and they're always just at my house and we just come up with an idea and it's just I'm like a I'm like a canvas at this point. Yeah. No, I don't what even, do you have? Honestly, what, it's more like what don't I have? What don't I have I a have? lot of castle stuff, a lot of castle life stuff. Yeah. A lot of medieval shit. Just got, you know, a tattoo from my friend Pete, the loved one. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, just got, you know, some and, and just a lot of other deeper stuff too. Just random stuff, family. Yeah. You know? And I read relationships, a names. Yeah. Which, you know, depends who you are, but you know, be careful with that. <laughs> yeah. But you don't want face hats, right? No. You know, I don't, it's not that I don't want them. It's just I haven't gotten to the, the point in my life where I wanted it, you know? Yeah. What do your parents think of your music career now? And do they listen to your music? Yeah, definitely. Um, they're, they're super proud. Just knowing that, like, I, it really came from just some... A crazy idea one night you know and not even that I've gotten far but just to be able to go on tour for two months and play shows every night and people be singing my music it's it's definitely something cool for them to see mm -hmm. are you signed with a record label now or are you no I'm independent is that something that you want to or you don't really care um I'm independent for now I'm just chilling yeah you know, I'm just doing my stuff I have a I have a lot more before I even want to think about that stuff so Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, happens, you know? Just gotta be the right situation. Yeah. How do you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger? Um, besides my physical stature, growing to become a person <laughs> that's not one foot, um, I've mentally just matured. I feel like I'm like mm. 100 years old in my mind. Um, just because I feel like I've been through a lot, as a lot of people have, but... Yeah, you just grow through experience, you know? 
So I, I feel like I'm, I've definitely upgraded the mind and the, the brain. Definitely, definitely. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far in life? Um, probably the balance between, like, I mean, I don't want to say work and like life, but it's all one at this point, you know, but just sometimes having to just step away and just realize maybe I need to give myself a day to just not do anything, you know, not mm -hmm. push so hard. Um, yeah. What would you say love means to you? Love? Yeah. means love. It means there's love everywhere. You know? It's not that much deeper than what it is. Mm -hmm. In my mind, at least. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Um, I want to be remembered for making people happy. You know, and just helping out someone, whoever it is. Just making someone feel better about what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I can accomplish that, then I'm good. Mm-hmm. I could die right near happy. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're the best. Aww. Aww. Album April 26th.